Hello and welcome to another episode of a Brothers Creed podcast where we talk about motivation, experiences, and exploring the world around us. We're the Thomas Brothers and I'm Jared. And I'm Ethan. And today we have a couple guests with us. This is going to be a really good episode. We um, are collaborating today with the Virtuous Men podcast. So we're having them on, Jamie and Scott from the podcast. They talk about men in history and the attributes and the stories that they um share about these men are just incredible. Uh, we talk about how we can become better uh, through uh, living virtuous life and, and learning from these virtuous men. So it's going to be a great journey. Let's, let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's jump in. You can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in the pocket. We will not go quietly into the night. They tell me you're a man with true grit. I am the one who knocks. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! That's how winning is done! All right, we are here with Jamie and Scott from the Virtuous Man Men Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us so much. Appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having us. So, I guess, let, let me just kind of tell how I, I discovered you guys. I was uh, on, on Instagram, uh, just kind of scrolling through mindlessly, and I saw some of your posts on uh, some of these great men. You guys have some great Instagram posts on great men. And then I was like, hey, these guys actually have a podcast. So I went and checked out one of your podcasts. I think the first uh, episode that I listened to was on... Uh, uh, the name escapes me. It was with the the guy who went to... Uh, I think it was called Shackleton. Ernest, Sir Ernest Shackleton. Yeah, Ernest, Ernest Shackleton. And uh, I was like the Arctic. And I was just captivated from the very first... I mean, the sound quality... The, the sound effects in you guys' uh, podcast is so great. And so I was hooked. And I was like, we got to talk to these guys because you guys are kind of right along with what we do too. We do a lot of that as well. Yeah. One, one, of, one of my first one, the podcast I was do was one on Odysseus. And that's like one of my favorite stories. Um, and oh, so, very good. You, you, you weren't put off to it in high school then. That's good. <laughs> no, there's just something about just like the, the adventure behind it that's, uh, I'd rather, rather read that than. I don't know some of the other stuff they had us read in high school. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'll take that over Gatsby any day. Definitely. <laughs> yes, exactly. So tell us about you guys. How did you guys uh, start this? From from when we were talking before, it sounds like you were already doing this a little bit beforehand. Tell us about your journey. Tell us about your background. Love to hear it. Yeah, so I've kind of always had this this passion for uh, for reaching man with this a positive message of masculinity. Uh, and of manhood, it's seems like even more and more and more today. It's it's something that's kind of frowned upon, if not attacked entirely. Just this idea that that manhood should be uplifted, and so that's always been a passion of mine. And uh, I'm always been a student of history, especially um, kind of 1900s, early to mid 1900s. You know, the World Wars. Um, Shackleton, Titanic, all of that stuff going on in history, just really interesting to me. And Scott and I met each other through a young adults group at a church we used to attend. And we became buddies and, and I kind of shared this this passion that I have with him. And he kind of had the same thing. He's like, yeah, we should we should do something. And, and we kind of put our heads together and Virtuous Man is what came about of that. And um, yeah, so we started it in in February of 2020, last year, uh, and then uh, this year, February 2021, we were able to launch our our podcast, season one of the podcast. So uh, it was kind of a, a process of okay, where is this going? Well, Instagram would be a, the easy first step, if you will, and we eventually wanted to expand to more media, and so yeah, the podcast was the obvious next step. And we have we have other ideas of what's to come. And uh, Scott, do you want to want to get in on that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so I mean, it was it was an interesting start because yeah, we when we both met each other, we both just really seemed to have this um, this desire to reach men, particularly because as as Jamie was saying, it just seems that you know Matt, you know, you hear the term toxic masculinity all the time, and you know, and men are just being given really bad messages about who they are. Like they're being told that who they are is essentially a bad thing. It's not necessarily phrased that way, but that's the message that is interpreted and, and received. 
And, you know, we both, we've read a lot of books about masculinity. We've read a lot of the same books. We were both heavily inspired by this one particular book. And, um, and we thought it would be great to do something like, like this. And when he suggested Instagram, I immediately was like, no way, no way. Social media, that's bad. Cause I'm not a social media guy at all. So when he said Instagram, I just kind of died a little inside. But what, what book was but, it that you guys were inspired by? I'm curious. It was, uh, it's called uh, Mansfield's book of manly men by Stephen Mansfield. He's, ri- he's written a number of books. He's written one about, um, I think, uh, George W. Bush and Winston Churchill. I think he's written a couple books about Churchill, actually, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And uh, we actually got the chance to interview him for the Churchill episode, which was a real thrill. You know, you're interviewing yeah. someone who's not only knowledgeable on the man, but who has written the book that really inspired you to want to even do a project like that. So that's oh. really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Actually, yeah, listen to that so one as we, well. Yeah. So, and, and I'm a writer. I I have I wrote a book back in 2018 for Christian men, and so and I've I've loved to read. I love to write, and I'm an artist. So, if you see, there are certain ones on our project where, if where you can tell that it's probably Jamie's and then mine. Like if it's an artist, <laughs> guaranteed it's probably mine. If it's a mountain climber or a president, it's probably Jamie's. So, <laughs> so but that's also what made the project so appealing is because we both have different interests in a lot of ways, but those interests kind of complement each other. So between the two of us and who we're inspired by, we kind of get this full, this full spectrum of men. So. Yeah, I love that. Uh, you know, that's awesome that you guys complement each other in, and really, you guys create a unique experience, and that people can learn about a variety of different things. You know, the mountain climber, and then the artist. I think you guys probably did one on Michelangelo, Jamie, or, or that was probably you, Scott. And then yeah. you know, the uh, the other one, Shackleton, was was you, Jamie. That was uh, that's cool, Jamie. I, I was gonna say, um, I, I was wondering if I heard on a podcast. I, I picked up on your accent on your podcast. Where where is your accent from? <laughs> So I'm originally from uh, Northern Ireland. Um, I grew up there and then moved to the States when I was about nine or 10. So it kind of, it, it, especially when I'm recording, I think it, it kind of comes out a little more. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, it's been corrupted over the years, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure it has. when I talk to family, you know, from back home, it, it definitely, it comes out more. So uh-huh. yeah, it's, I grew up kind of, kind of close to uh, Belfast. Oh, cool. Very cool. And are you guys both living in California now? Uh, we're in Washington. Or Washington. Washington okay. Yeah, yeah, we're about an hour away from Seattle, give or okay. take. Nice. Yeah. So, so when it originally started, and you, you guys kind of formulated this idea, you know, two people get together and you talk through stuff. It's similar to how it happened with Jared and I. We were just sitting there and we were just talking and we were like, hey, we think we could benefit from this, but also we think other people could benefit from this as well. You know, how do we, how do we reach those people? And, um, that, that's kind of where, where, you know, a brother's creed grew from. Um, so whenever you guys decided to take action and start doing these types of things, did you, uh, you said it was February, 2020, you, you started with some social medias, uh, were there other platforms are you doing, how are you sharing these stories or were you kind of building at that point and building some of these episodes and different things like that? Well, it kind of start. Well, actually, Shackleton is a particularly special one because that was that was our very first one that actually launched the project. Because we're both enormous fans of Shackleton, like because every once in a while we'll come across a guy that we're both equally inspired by. So we have to fight in order who gets to do it. So, so kind of initially we started intending it to be strictly on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So because we we like me, I have a passion for writing, so that just came naturally, and then we each kind of. We're like, ooh, this man would be good for this particular virtue. Well, let's write a post about it. Or maybe we'll come across one that we both want to do, but then the other person, maybe they have more information. Maybe they have more things to say. So then they get to do that. So there's kind of this back and forth that we do, but sometimes we'll text each other like, ooh, I thought of a perfect one for patience or this guy would be great for a particular virtue somewhere down the road. And we kind of just keep a list of those things. So, but, and, but it's always been, uh, before the podcast, it was strictly intended to be on Instagram. Oh, cool. Yeah. And yeah, and it was my idea initially to do it. Like, I don't know if you've looked at our Instagram in a while, but we have it kind of listed as questions. So who was he, what did he do and how did he inspire? Uh-huh. And it was sort of my idea to do it that way. Cause I find that whenever I read certain things and it's kind of listed in a question format, mm-hmm. I find that it's more engrossing. 
Yeah. And people's attention spans are, you know, dwindling by the year, it seems. So if, yes. you, can, if you can, if you can find any, any, anything you can use to hook them, that's what you want to do. And I find that questions can be a way to hook people. So. Yeah. 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 Jamie. Yeah. And, and when the, as far as the podcast goes, it, it was sort of, it, it can't, came about very organically, really. It, uh, we wanted to eventually do a podcast. And what happened was we were thinking, okay, which one of these we've done, we'd probably done about 30, 35 or something at the time we started the podcast, um, going into the podcast. And we just started emailing people. You know, we wanted to do it sort of a, a tell a story, but also have an expert view and opinion of, of who this man was and um the first person we we reached out to was um scott remind me of his name i had this blank in uh martin camp martin camp thank you martin camp and uh so he's a world-renowned uh leonardo da vinci expert and you know you're you're looking for people and you know, oh this guy sounds good and i had really no idea his credential you know like how, how big of a deal he was in the art world yeah um, scott obviously knew but i didn't I, i'm i was ignorant at the time of that and he got back to me right away and he's like hey yeah here's my here's my assistant's info and yeah let's set something up and this was april of last year so it was right during you know all the lockdowns and he wasn't doing much and and i had just been laid off from my job and we were looking for for stuff to do and, and it was a perfect time to get get the podcast going and getting interviews was a really kind of foundational point where we understood okay well we can just email these people we don't know and and share with them what we want to do with this and yeah a lot of people said yeah sure of course that's awesome yeah it was it was surprising too because like it was i mean you, you you just don't think like well just shoot them an email and see what they say like the worst they can say is no so yeah I mean, that's true <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean there were some people that i wish would have said yes but you know it's turned out <laughs> it's turned out pretty well yeah for sure um there's there's really something to be said and that's kind of one thing that Jared and I love doing is there's something to be said about learning from the past and just these these past people, you know, we talked about uh, Shackleton and how he was a, he was an explorer and he was a, a leader and a captain and, and all these different types of things that were just did, did some amazing things, some amazingly difficult things as well. And you know, Churchill and and all these different historical figures, you know, whether they be, I think even on the podcast you say, you know, uh, kind of fact or fiction, right? Some of these things might be questionable of did they really exist but it really doesn't matter you know what can we learn from them and that's kind of what you know what the auto podcast is built around is is experiences and exploration and finding really what what motivates people behind um you know why do they act how they act why did they do what they what they did you know i think there's just some people that in in time of crisis or time of struggle or difficulty that's really when I guess the, the, the true colors shine through and um, you, you get an understanding of, of maybe the, the, the true understanding of the true power of a man or whoever it may be in, in those times of crisis. And so I, I just thought it was really cool. There's so much to learn from history. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, and what, what I have found in researching this is that it's sort of the common thread that you see in every single one of these men is that they were flawed, you know, because yeah. that's one thing, especially like in, in um, like, like learning history in school, like you get such simplistic descriptions of these people. Like you don't even really know who they were. It's just like, yeah. here's a list of their accomplishments as in they never had to struggle. They never had to work. They never went through any kind of trouble to get where they got but that is so completely not true. I mean, it's really a disservice to, to teach about these men in such a simplistic manner because they were just as flawed and just as broken and hurt as we are. Oh yeah. And look at what they did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of times in history, you'll, you know, you'll get, you get the what, but you don't get the why. And I think the why is even more important in many cases. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And it's the and it's the same with uh, fictional figures as well. Like I think they're just as inspiring as historical figures because some people they don't like history. It's like oh history, no, that's boring. I learned that in school. Who needs that? So let's turn to fiction. Fiction is more interesting. But 
fiction can teach you, I think, just as much as history if you are open to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I see, is that the Lady of the Lake uh, no, uh, uh, knighting uh, King Arthur in the background there? Of, of your <laughs> that's that's actually a painting called The Accolade by Edmund Blair Layton. It's considered, he was, uh, he painted a lot of uh, Arthurian type images or chivalric images. Uh-huh. And that's one of my favorite paintings ever. It's a very inspiring. I see that. Work. Yeah, that one's really cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I, I actually wanted to share, um, I was listening to uh, the Odysseus episode um, earlier today, and there's a there's like a 30 second clip at right at the beginning. That I think that you guys do this every episode where you guys kind of define virtue. And I was wondering if 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 it would be OK if I played that real quick for our audience. Yeah, yeah, please do. yeah, I think I think That's you guys. My episode, so please do it. Yes, you guys should be able to hear this, but uh, I'll just play this. I think it's just excellent, and it just goes right in with our theme here. Here we go. All right. A virtue is a behavior one conforms to in order to achieve a moral and ethically principled life through action. A virtuous man is one who is well aware of how he falls short yet chooses not to allow his flaws to define him as he seeks to better himself. Such men show that it is possible to overcome the things that keep us from achieving our destinies. Though each man is flawed and imperfect, it is in the lives of flawed men that we see the possibility for virtue in our own lives. So that, that was the clip. Epic. Epic, yeah. I'll just say the music I, I, in the background and, and totally epic. epic. I just, I, I love that part where you guys talk about virtue as a, a moral or ethically principled life. You know, through action, is that the action must be applied, and then you go right. in and then talk about how not everybody's perfect, and we're not perfect. But by learning from these men in the past, we can learn how to overcome those um, imperfections to to be the best men that we can be. And I think that's such a great message for for anybody, you know, men or women right now that you know you don't have to be perfect i think perfectionism is such a such a cancer that it could make you just have such paralysis in your life but if you if you realize i'm gonna make mistakes and i just have to keep going i feel like that's really inspirational i love that that you guys say that that's really cool hey guys i just wanted to take a quick break and say thank you for listening to this episode and invite you to support us on patreon as a loyal supporter, you will get exclusive access to two additional episodes per month, which are not released to the public. You can find the link to our Patreon page in the episode description. Let's get back to the show. You kind of get two, two sides of the coin. You either have this view of history where you think, oh, these people were perfect. They were you know, faultless, flawless people who did these amazing things. And then the other side of the coin of, oh, well, did you know the blank, you know, and, and as if that just takes it all away, like any kind of virtue they exemplified in their life is just taken away by this one or these one or two flaws or maybe a big flaw. But what we try to, you know, what we try to put forth in our, our episodes and in our, in our Instagram is, yes, these men were flawed. Yes, they had faults, but look what they were still able to accomplish and hey guess what you and i we're we're certainly not perfect either but we can also overcome that definitely yeah very true well and like what you were saying just about action you know like that that's really the key that's sort of that's another thing that runs through all the men that we talk about is that they they acted they did like when you were saying that the first person that came to mind was one that we did it was a horatio spafford and he was the Presbyterian lawyer who lost all four of his daughters in a boat accident or a ship accident. I mean, yeah. how many of us have ever dealt with that kind of grief? You know, like if, if he had spent the rest of his life in grief and sorrow, no one would have blamed him. Yeah. But what did he do? He wrote a song and the song's one of the most well-known hymns of all time, you know? So that seems like a very simple act, but look at what happened. You yeah. Know? Like he, he didn't just, he didn't just wallow in it. He acted on it. Absolutely. By the simplest of actions, just by writing a song, he overcame his sorrow. Yeah. There's a, a saying, and I think I've shared this before, but there's a saying that says a, a, a smart man learns from his own mistakes and a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Um, hmm. You know, I, I just I think that's that's really impactful and that's something that 
um, I have, you know, philosophy I've tried to live by in my life. <clears throat> and, you know, sometimes I have been the smart man and sometimes I've been the wise man. Sometimes you've been a dumb man too. I just want <laughs> to put that out there. <laughs> Me oh, yeah. too, though. Yeah. Sometimes we're, we're all flawed here. We're yeah, all flawed. Sometimes the person that makes the mistakes, you don't learn anything from them. Yeah. That's that's the dumb man. But um, you know, I, I I worked with this guy, and this just popped into my head while we were talking. I worked with this guy, and he would always say that um, one one oh crap cancels out a hundred attaboys, which kind of mm. means. It's kind of confusing, but like one mistake, right, can have a sense of canceling out a hundred good jobs or good things you did. And so I think a lot we were talking about men that make mistakes and everything. And um, I, I think it's a it's kind of a, a principle of averages, right? We're gonna make mistakes and we're gonna have um, successes and wins and accomplishments that go along with those. And I think that with, with the averages, what we're trying to do is we're trying to have more on the on the positive side than on the negative side. Um, and then, you know, if we can share that legacy with those that come behind us, whether it be family members or listeners or children or, you know, whoever is, is participating in that, then it will hopefully effectively grow what their path will be. Um, and that that averages of, of, of success over failure is going to be positive for them and they can kind of move past some of these things. I'm sure that if you were to talk to any of these people that, you know, you guys have, have researched on or, or Jared and I have talked about, I'm pretty sure if they, if they knew that a hundred years from now, they would be like these massive characters, they, they would probably be extremely humbled. They'd be like, you're talking about me? You know, but, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, not that I'm a nobody, but you know, what, 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 why are you talking about me? And so, um, you know, I think it's, it's kind of interesting to think, what am I doing to help effective, uh, effectively get me to my goals to potentially in a hundred years from now, somebody's going to say, you know, write a biography on Ethan Thomas and the accomplishments that he made <laughs> towards society and everything else. And I have no idea, but it's going to be a short book. Oh, yeah. right? that, that's a really, that's a really good point too. Like, as you were talking about that, cause that's something that I often think about to myself is like, are what kind of the people of our generation, like who's going to write biographies about them? You know, like, I mean, just you, you think of our generation yeah. and how, you know, how broken and, and stuck we are in our ways. And we just, and that they're, and we're so obsessed with the self in so many ways. Yeah. It's going to be the men. And these men, a lot of these men were self-absorbed, but they (laughs) were still able to accomplish great things. But for us, it's more just comfort and ease and having a simple life where you don't have to work too hard. You don't have to be stretched out of your comfort zone. And like you said, like there's, there's no legacy in that. Like you're, you're, it'll, when you die, it'll be as if you never existed. Yeah. It's like, as men, do we want that for ourselves? Like, I don't. Yeah, absolutely. In, no in a hundred, in a hundred years, it's going to be the the chronicles of Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Or like, uh, <laughs> or have you guys right. seen that picture on uh, that meme on Instagram? And it's like, I, like here's a picture of, it's like you know, fifty years from now, it's like here's a picture of your grandpa, and it's like some teenage kid with like purple hair and like all these earrings and stuff. <laughs> And it's like, here's a picture of my grandpa today, and it's like some guy on D-Day, you know? <laughs> oh, God. It's like, well, I'm actually glad I haven't seen that now that you describe it. So. <laughs> I feel I feel better now. But, uh, I mean, you, you were talking about, uh, you know, what would they say, what these, these men of the past, people of the past, uh, what would they say if we're, they could be transported to our time and the way we, we talk about them? Like, I think of Shackleton, what would he say if, if the main reason that people still know him was his biggest failure, you know, that, that expedition was a failure from start to finish, but people remember it because of what they accomplished in surviving and, and getting out of that situation by themselves. You know, they, they didn't have, you know, GPS to call uh, search and rescue to come pick them up. You know, no one knew where they were for years. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, it's just amazing that uh, things that, you know, we can apply that to ourselves of, of times in our lives when we we think, wow, this is my, my worst possible moment. 
But instead of thinking of that, you know, you can turn that around and say, okay, yeah, this is bad. But if I come out of this, it could end up being one of the greatest moments in my life. And, you know, Churchill talked to that, to that uh, idea as well of, I, I, I can't tell you the exact quote, but it, it, in essence, it's, you know, the, the pessimist on, only sees um, what bad can come out of the situation. The optimist takes the bad situation and sees what good can come out of it. Yeah. So yeah, that that mindset shift that I think separates the the men we remember and the men we don't. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and like what you were saying, Jamie, like it kind of made me think of this whole idea that you know this whole question of well, what do you allow to define you? And for men of our generation, a lot of them are defined by the culture. And what does the culture say? The culture says your max your masculinity is toxic. So they take that and they say, well, society says it, so it must be true. Or, or there are men who, are ta- who they take their cues from women and women don't seem to have a high opinion of them or they, or they listen to feminism and the ideology that comes with that. And they say, well, it must be true because a lot of women are saying it. It's like, really? Yeah. You're going you're gonna to let that define you? I, I think it's... Like, a, are you kidding me? Yeah. And it, just, it, spe- and it speaks to the whole like fatherlessness issue mm-hmm. that is so prevalent because so many of these men of our men, men of our generation never had a father or a stable father figure. And yeah, so, you know, it, it's like, it, it, it's sad, but it's not that shocking. Yeah. I mean, really when it comes down to, you know, in, in my mind, masculinity or, or, or whatever, what, what that term means to me is just like being a good man, being a good father. You know, you look at all the statistics around, kids who are raised in homes where there is no father influence is, but I mean, I'm a, I'm a data guy. I work in data. I'm, I'm a, I have a, my degree in data science. So that's what I, that's what I know. And when I see this, this, this uh, statistics that say that it's like, well, I already know that, but then it's just like extra proof. It's like, yeah, you need a father figure in these kids lives. And my goal is to be the best dad that I could be. I have four kids. Uh, Ethan's got four kids. So we've got a whole gaggle of kids over here that we're trying to raise together and, uh, you know, it's not easy. And so, uh, I'm trying to teach my kids to be resilient, to be, to be strong. I, I have all boys, so that makes it a little bit unique. Ethan does have a girl though. So we have some tenderness in our <laughs> something to soften up everything. Yeah. Well, now we know who to do for the virtue of tenderness. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, totally, totally agree with you. It's just men are so important and we have to build each other up and that's why I, I loved your podcast. One of the things I wanted to get into um, here was I had asked each of you to kind of maybe come with a story about someone historically that you've um, admired or, or maybe that you've shared on your podcast. would love to hear from each of you uh, about uh, one of your stories that you, you brought to share with us and give us maybe a, a taste of what your podcast is like. Oh yeah, that that's definitely a tough one because I'm inspired by every single person we've ever done, even the ones that I never heard of. You know that <laughs> that Jamie brought to the table. Um, I think the one. Well, let's see. So from our Instagram project, there is one that particularly stands out, and it was kind of the one that jumped out to me whenever I was reading your the questions that we were going to be asked. And um, we haven't done a podcast on this one, so if you'd still like, I could talk about that one, even though we haven't done a podcast. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. A- any yeah. of the people that you've uh, researched. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know if either of you are familiar with uh, the Green River Killer. No. He was no. a prolific serial killer in the state of Washington, which is one of many, sadly. I don't know what it is about Washington and, and killers. But, <laughs> it's all the rain. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, but this particular killer, I mean, just as nasty as you could get, I mean, he confessed to killing 48 women and probably even more than that. And some of them were as young as 16 or 15. Wow. And he was also a necrophile. So it's just as nasty as you could possibly get. And he was eventually apprehended. And in order to avoid the death penalty, he offered to help find the bodies or the ones that he was able to locate because he had done it for so long that even he didn't know where they were at yeah. the time. And there came a point during his trial where he was given the chance to sit in a courtroom and hear from the family members or the friends of the victims. And one by one, they just kind of came and they spoke to him. And a vast majority of them said what exactly what you would expect, just nothing but hatred, bile, anger, poison, rage, just all of that. And many of them said, I just, I hope you rot in hell. I hope you spend eternity doing having done to you what you did to them that kind of thing yeah 
and he just was emotionless. It's like he expected it. He was kind of just nodding and okay. Yeah, I understand. Great. And then this man comes up and he, and he was, um, and for, a, for, I, or I don't know what his actual occupation was, but he was a part-time mall store Santa Claus. And he looks the figure entirely. He's got the <laughs> beard, he's got the hair and he just comes up and he says, um, he says, there's a lot of people here that hate you and I'm not one of them. And you've made it very hard for me to hold up to what I believe. And that's what God says to do. And that's to forgive and you're forgiven. And the killer just broke down and wept. And I did, as I watched the the footage of that, as I was researching it, I just was, mm -hmm. I was pretty overwhelmed. I'm even talking about it now. I'm kind of getting a little, <laughs> wow, but I just couldn't believe that someone could do that. Like put yourself in his shoes. I mean, would, would you be able to forgive? Would you be able yeah. to do that? And, and I just was very, very effective. I still am. It's probably the most affected I've ever been by a post that we've done or a podcast episode that we've done. But like, I mean, what an, what an example of forgiveness, you know, like, Oh yeah. It's, and I, and I stayed in, I stay on the post at the end where he was faced with humanity at the absolute worst, but he showed the world humanity at its best. I love that. So, yeah, and his name, his name yeah. is uh, Robert Rule, correct? Yeah, Robert Rule was his name. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah, we did an episode on, I think it was forgiveness, right? Or anger? Yeah, it was a, a Patreon, a loyalist episode. And we talked about how, um, you know, at the Christ Emmanuel shooting in the Charleston area. Uh, we, we I live in South Carolina. Ethan lives in North Carolina. We basically live in the same area. Uh, and, uh, there was a shooting at this, uh, this, this black church, uh, I think it's a Baptist church there. But, uh, and, and when this guy was on trial, I think it was Dylan Roof, everybody came up and just forgave him. Oh, the overwhelming majority just forgave him and shared some quotes about how one of the guys said, you know, my mom would have wanted me to just move on and, and just forgive this guy. And, uh, you know, just move on with life and not hold on to the anger. One of my favorite quotes about anger is just like, you know, being angry or vengeful is like uh, drinking poison and wanting the other person to die. And so uh, I right. totally agree with that. Yeah. That's that's such an inspiring story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, <laughs> like, and it was funny too, because I remembered that story from high school. So it was one of those things where like my teacher spoke about it and I just kind of forgot about it, but it just was kind of one of those memories that gets tucked away in the back somewhere. And as we were doing the project, I thought it just hit me. Like we got to do this guy. Oh yeah. What yeah. you can't get like, I mean, I'm not a parent. I'm a single man, never been married don't have kids. But as a parent, I just can't imagine being in that position and still being able to forgive. Like, I mean, it's like we, you know, it was, it was easy. We have to do a post on this guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. It would be very difficult for sure. And it's easy to forgive yes. when people haven't offended you very much. And that's not what Christ taught. You know, it's, it's for those times where it's actually difficult. That's where we're supposed to, to truly apply those teachings. Yeah. Very yeah. true. Jamie, tell us, brother, what, yeah, do, you, what me, do you got? Um, yeah, I kind of had two. One, one that we've, we've, uh, done an Instagram post about, and, uh, uh, another one we've done the podcast already. Uh, it's a guy by the name of Richard Wormbrand. Uh, Richard Wormbrand was a, uh, he lived in the, during World War II and into the Cold War in Romania. And when the, when the Nazis came into, to, to Romania and occupied the country, he, uh, he still tried to share the gospel, uh, with, with even Nazi soldiers, even though that was heavily persecuted. And that was kind of his, I mean, he was, he was imprisoned. His wife was in prison. They were tortured, beaten. And then when the, the communists, when the Soviets came into Romania and Romania was under communist rule, it was even heavier persecution. It was, uh, he was imprisoned for, I believe, 14 years and constantly tortured and purely because he was sharing the gospel with Romanians and even with communist soldiers, with Russian soldiers. And, uh, he, he came out of prison. He was, he was basically unable to walk because he'd been, his feet had been beaten so badly that he couldn't even wear shoes. And he, he came out of prison before he going back into prison again for preaching the gospel. He came out of prison for 
preaching, he came out and continued to continue to preach to the very people who who were persecuting him. And I think that's uh, probably one of the best examples I can think of of loving your enemy, because you know when we think of you know sharing sharing our faith with people, it's often uh, we think of well people who who might want to want to hear that or or people who may need to hear that, but he was preaching to people who distinctly were persecuting him because of his faith. And he still chose to, to share with them what he felt was his duty to share. Uh, so he, we're actually going to be doing a, a podcast episode on him for season two. So uh, yeah, stay tuned for that one. That will be a really interesting one. Oh yeah. And we're looking forward to that one. Um, my other is of course, Shackleton. He's, He's definitely one of my heroes. Just we've already talked quite a bit. I won't I won't talk too much more about him, but just the the fact that he was able to lead his men in the way that he did, and that they all survived. I mean, every single one of them survived. Um, they there was some who one guy had a heart attack. One guy, you know, they, they were frostbitten. They were demoralized, but he still kept them together enough to keep them alive and and rescue themselves you know and he was trying um, to get one, he was trying to get to the south pole correct yeah he was trying to get to the he's actually trying to uh, go across the continent of of antarctica from from uh the the argentina side to the new zealand side straight across wow so it, that, that was his plan and and yeah obviously it, it went awry but um one one part of the episode that we we say at the end uh, that I really think kind of encapsulates him is his leadership style was was a servant leader. He he very much he wouldn't ask his man to do something unless he were willing to do that himself. You know, he, he he's not just going to send them out there and say hey, you guys do the grunt work. He got in there. He he made sure he led by example. But he was also a man's man, and he he, he earned their respect. He didn't just command it; he earned it first. And so I, I think of of all the you know the leadership books you can possibly read. There's you know probably tens of thousands of leadership books, but I think if anyone wants to be a leader, whether it be you know in their home, at work, at church, wherever, um, reading that story of Shackleton, he, he has a an a, a audio or a biography he wrote uh, called South, which is what we kind of we read from in the episode and that's his first hand account of the uh, expedition and also uh, Alfred Lansing's endurance is like a kind of more of a theatrical version of, of the events, but a uh, very, very good story. It covers it so well and puts you, you know, right in, you know, right in the, the time period and what, it, in which it took place. I think one uh, underlying maybe quality or attribute that all, all of these men have is uh grit. Um, it's yeah. just something that's just this, this willpower to uh, overcome, whether it's, you know, overcoming sadness in the story that, uh, that, that Scott shared or overcoming physical trials, whether it's persecution or being beaten or overcoming a, a, an expedition that seemed like a failure. And it's just all these people have, have grit and the desire to keep moving forward. I think that's, I think that's huge. So uh, one other question we had was how has researching these men and listening to these stories and reading, how has that inspired you guys in your own lives? I mean, what, what have you taken away from from this, this, these virtuous men, and ha- what have you applied in, in your in your lives as a result of this research? Well, I think for each of us, there are ones that strike a deeper chord. I think you know, just given the kind of guys that we are, you know, like there are some that really speak to me, and some that really speak to Jamie. But I think, um, where, where was I going with that thought? Wow, right out the ear. Um, <laughs> No, um, I, I I totally agree with you. I mean, yeah, I mean uh, to each one of us, there's 
And like with us, like when we research something, I'm like, oh man, that, that guy was so inspirational to me. And like, like with you, you're, you're the artist, right? And so, you know, when you look at Michelangelo, you're like, man, like he's like the rena- the quintessential Renaissance man. Uh, and how can I, like, how can I use my genius to like do more than I'm doing now? I mean, like, that's kind of like what I feel yeah. like sometimes when I research these guys and I imagine you guys probably feel the same, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, I've told Jamie this before that I feel like this project is more for me than the guys that we're trying to reach, you know, because I mean, I can't even tell you, it's probably every week, not a week goes by where I don't read at least one or two of the posts that we've written in the past. And, and it just, it is inspiring. You can't help but be inspired. Like you just looking at these men, whether they were fictional or real, you can't help but look at their example and think like there is a higher way than what you're living now like there is more to life than what you're doing now and it's what these guys did so i i mean yeah so like it's just going back and looking through all of them really like whether i wrote them or jamie wrote them it's just i i really enjoy going back and looking over them and just being like wow like like these were and, and kind of like what you were saying where the, where you know 100 years if these men were alive today and saw what kind of legacies they left they would probably be shocked i totally agree completely i love it and yeah. 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 I think uh, for me, it's, I agree with Scott. It's, it's something I can, especially the podcast. I love going back and listening to it and not, not just to listen to my own voice. I would never do that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just hearing the stories again. And, um, you know, we, we know the, the effort that kind of goes into making the episodes, you know, you guys know it, it takes a lot of effort to, to make a podcast and make episodes and make a good quality. And um, I think it's, it's, it's a treat to do that because you're kind of in a way honoring this, this person of history that, that you admire. Um, and also, you know, my, my wife's very supportive of, of this project. She, she listens to the episodes, she shares them with people and, um, my, I have a three-year-old daughter, and the other day she she said said something to, to me in the effect of, "Daddy, let's let's do a kids' virtuous man." <laughs> she wanted wanted us to do like a like a, a kids' book or something. We were we were reading a book, and she's like, "Let's do kids' virtuous man." So she's like, "Yeah, the gears are turning." But what if we did like a kids' <laughs> book with virtuous man? Like, and she's three. Uh-huh. So you know, it gets me thinking. You know, what else what else can we do? with this project to reach more people and, and reach a greater audience. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, Scott's talked for a long time and he's the, he's the writer of, of the two of us. And we've talked about, you know, what if we did a book or, um, even, a a devotion for, for men centered around these, you know, these, these virtuous men, something like that to, yeah. to reach a, a greater audience. So it's, inspiring for us to learn about these guys but also inspiring and it gives us a lot of uh, thoughts for the future of what you know what does this project hold uh in the coming years so we're really excited for it and it's also really inspiring too and jamie you'd probably agree where i find that one thing for me as i research these men and especially in the podcast episodes because you really have to go in depth on that because there's a lot of research that goes into that but I constantly find myself asking, what would I do in their shoes? Like in this particular situation? Because it seems that with all of the men that we do, there were certain situations they were in that were tougher than what we would normally think of. Or, and maybe we've experienced that in our own lives, but either way, they all face hardship. So that's one thing that I often think about constantly, whether I'm researching or reading them again, is what would I do? Like, would I be able to do what they did so it, it, it's kind of like, it, it's inspiring just, and, and even just looking at their pictures, I find too, that's also inspiring too, for some reason, like, it's like a hall of fame kind of, of these great men of great virtue. And you think, could I ever be added on that, on that list somehow? Could I pull so off it, that it, haircut? It really makes you think, it makes you ask questions about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Uh, you know, I, I really love that. And I think I'm really excited about what you guys are doing and obviously, uh, you know, want to keep in touch with you guys and, and track what you're doing and, and, and be involved if at all, if we can at all possible and what you guys are got going on in the future and would love to, uh, sh- you know, show the, our audience that as well. Cause I'm sure that they would love yeah. to hear that. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we, we totally, and we've talked about this before. Like we really believe in supporting the work of people that do the same thing that we do. Cause the way I look at it, we're all on the same team. We're all in this together. I that's mean, right. that's an overused COVID-19 phrase, but it is true. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we're all men here. We all, we we're all in the fight together. So we should be su- supporting each other and building one another up and staying, staying in touch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we kind of have a, uh, kind of towards the end of our podcast, we always ask our guests um, if they could share uh, a piece of their personal creed with us. Now, a creed is a, a set of um, uh, principles or or virtues that uh, guide uh, the way that you act in your life, whether that be a mantra or a quote or uh, some life advice. So I'd love to hear uh, some of your personal creed, uh, Scott and Jamie, if you could share that with us. Well, Jamie, you want to take this one first? Yeah, sure. All right. So I'll stay kind of on the theme of of our podcast, um, stay on the theme of history. Um, Especially in today's age, uh, I think we tend to overlook history. Um, And my advice would be to not overlook, to not denigrate the past and think that we're, you know, this this the best generation ever to live, uh, the most enlightened there's ever been, because I don't think that's true. and we, you know, we may be the most technologically advanced civilization there's ever been, but that doesn't mean that we're the most virtuous. It doesn't mean we're the, we're certainly not, not the most satisfied. Um, I'm, I don't think we're the most morally grounded either. And so, um, you know, we, we kind of cover this in, in one of the episodes in particular in season two of the podcast. I won't give any spoilers, but we cover the point that, you know, if, if we are to learn from the past, we can't just dismiss everyone in the past as, you know, they're fill in the blank and that that just completely uh, disregards anything they were to accomplish or contribute to society. And uh, one of my favorite quotes from, uh, from the book of Job, it says, uh, wisdom is with the aged and understanding in length of days. And I think we'd really do well to remember that not just to think that we have it all together, that we, we know everything because we can, you know, simply type it into Google and have the answer. Yeah. You know, to, to seek out wisdom from generations past and to use that in the future and, and present. Great. Love that. Thank you so much, Jamie. Appreciate that. Good words, brother. <laughs> Indeed. Oh yeah. For me, there's so many, there are so many pieces of, of wisdom that I can, hold dear you know there's so like many from the bible i there's probably too many from the bible to count but but there's there's one quote from a film that i really love it's uh the last samurai i'm sure you guys have seen that at some point yeah of course yeah Yeah. actually we did an episode on samurais yeah we did oh very good yeah so so did we (laughs) (laughs) well not an episode with a post on the 47 ronin so yeah yeah yeah. that's awesome yeah but um so there's a quote in that film that I have always loved from the first time I saw that movie. I, I must have been a, in high school at the time, but it's a quote that always stayed with me. And um, if you recall, and I carried in, I carry it in my wallet. You know, I, I occasionally have a couple things like that that I just carry around with me so that I can always be reminded and have that close. But um, so the, so if I if you mind, I if oh, you don't yeah, mind, go, I can just read absolutely go ahead. From, so. So this is after he's been in the samurai village for a while. He's been taken captive and he's gotten over his alcoholism and uh, and he's kind of just had time to reflect and to see their way of life. So he, this is just a quote from his journal. So here we go. <clears throat> 1876, day unknown, month unknown. I continue to live among these unusual people. I'm their captive and I cannot escape. Mostly I'm treated with a mild neglect, as if I were a stray dog or an unwelcome guest. Everyone is polite. Everyone smiles and bows. Yet beneath their courtesy, I detect a deep reservoir of feeling. They are an intriguing people. From the moment they wake, they devote themselves to the perfection of whatever they pursue. I have never seen such discipline. It's that it's that final part that has always stayed with me is from the moment they wake, they devote themselves to the perfection of whatever they pursue. Mm-hmm. So as men, I would say, what should we be pursuing? It should be virtue. All the virtues that we've talked about. Like, what if you devoted your life to that 
instead of being entertained or getting likes on social media or just living for yourself? What if you put all that aside and sought to seek to or to seek perfection of virtue? So that's something yeah. that I always try to remind myself of as often as I can. I really like that. I think just doing the best at what you can do. I mean, there's so much satisfaction in that. And even if it's a menial job, I mean, just doing it the right way and uh, love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's kind of a cool quote. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, this has been great. When, uh, when can the listeners expect season two? Yeah. Good question. We, we don't have an exact date yet, but it will be this summer. Okay. All right. So of, of this year too. Of this year. Summer, summer 2021. Yeah. It's pretty time consuming, but let's just say that we have some very, very good episodes coming up and people, and some also some good stuff coming along after season two. That's going to be really exciting. So we're, we're very excited for the rest of the year. Now, oh, how many, you guys do about six episodes per season. Is that right? Or how many episodes you got? Five or six, give or okay. take. Yeah. Awesome. Well, where can uh, where can our listeners find you guys? So if you go to Instagram, it's uh, Virtuous Man. If you just type in Virtuous Man, you should find us. Uh, we're uh, uh, there's a black lo- logo you should look for. And on Apple Podcast and Spotify, just type in Virtuous Man Podcast. Good. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh, Virtuous Men. Uh, there's another one called Virtuous Man. It's not that one. This is the virtuous is. men. Oh my, men! So with the, and, and it's a black logo with with headphones, and we'll put we'll put links to to you guys' uh, Instagram and your podcast in our show notes, so that people can uh, go to the right one. Uh, so if you, you know, in in the show for those who don't know what show notes are in the show description, each episode has a description. If you scroll down, uh, you can see the links, and you can click on those, and you can go check out their episodes. So excellent. excellent. And do you guys have a YouTube channel or anything like that? We don't, but we, we have talked about yeah. like, like we talked about earlier, like we've talked about a lot this year about branching off into other media and YouTube was a natural one that we want to expand to. So we still don't quite know how that works, but we absolutely would love to do that at some point. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you guys so much. This has been great. So many stories and so many attributes and things that we can strive to uh, to better ourselves and, and to better our creed. So uh, for our listeners out there, you can follow us on Instagram at a.brothers.creed, um, all podcast platforms as well as YouTube if you want to see uh, see this um see the video of this of this episode so and we'll be posting we we, we post the reels on we're actually ethan's uh ethan's our tiktok guy now so oh yeah we've been posting some clips and stuff on tiktok and i, I do the kind of the instagram game so we're, we're blasting on all fronts here <laughs> yeah so check it out it's it's nice to know that there is something on tiktok that isn't totally morally bankrupt so that's <laughs> yes and yeah. it's and it's that's at good to know that's good to know that tiktok isn't a total waste <laughs> yeah and it is at a dot brothers dot creed go there and you can find all the good stuff so that's right. <laughs> uh thank right. you thank you scott and jamie for your time um and and everybody thank else you. for listening please comment subscribe and uh leave us a like and let's let's build that creed together let's do it thanks guys you bet. All right, cheers, guys.